Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Patriot Strong. I am so glad that you are here joining me tonight. I am excited to do this show. I know 2A Rights has been a huge thing that's been up in the air right now. And I actually have one of my friends, his name is Johnny Ray from The Johnny Ray Show, joining me today to share his um, ideas and thoughts on this subject as well. So thank you so much for being here with me tonight, Johnny. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure being here. How's your day been? How's it up? You're from Oklahoma, right? Yep. Yep. Um, it's been good. Um, kind of uh, just watching the the uh, fallout for the Derek Chauvin trial that oh my just uh, came down. So just kind of watching that, seeing, seeing how that's going to go. Yeah, it's crazy. I got the notifications on my phone um, whenever the verdict had been read in court. I'm sure I'm sure there's tons to say on that. I've been advised, though, to save um, my thoughts on that for another day. Yeah, definitely. So the 2A rights that um, are being threatened and taken away, like Biden is, and I'm sure that you know this too, wanting like to do executive action on all of these gun laws and restrictions on the ghost guns and wants to create like a universal background list and everything. What do you think on that? Like what's your, is there anything different happening in Oklahoma? Like with what your governor is doing on as far as like gun control or gun rights or anything like that? Um, yeah. Um, the, the governor here luckily is uh, not an idiot uh, for <laughs> lack of a better name. term. So he's, he's kind of pushing back against the, the Biden um, restrictions that he's wanting to put in place. Um, honestly, I think that um, I'm one of the biggest um, advocates for, for Second Amendment. And I think that what Joe Biden is trying to do is far exceeding uh, his limitations as president and um, I think it infringes on multiple um, multiple rights of us Americans and our constitutional rights, not just the 2A, but also illegal search and seizures, uh, right to due process, right to face your accuser. All of these things are incorporated in the executive actions that he is talking about taking. So it's it's not just the two way that it that it uh goes against yeah i think a lot of people don't even like recognize the downfall that can happen if if one of these like executive actions are really um like put into advance or the downfall of all of the rights that will trickle down just like you were saying um if this is like I like we said, put into place and everything. Um, and the fact that he has said that no amendment in the Constitution is absolute is like that blows my mind. Like you've already tried to undo, like I don't even know. I can't even put it into words. Undo the last administration's like stance on everything, and now you're gonna try and change the Constitution. Like that's I don't know. That's like you said, overstepping boundaries as. A president he's not 
not doing what's right for America or for the people. I know the government's um, duty to uh, us citizens is to protect our rights and not take them away or limit them. And I feel that's exactly what he's doing with all of this. Well, in, in a, an essence, to play devil's advocate here, and I'm no Joe Biden fan, as anybody will tell you, um, he, is, he is correct on one, on one point. No amendment in the Constitution is absolute. He's absolutely right. There, the First Amendment has never been absolute. We've never had entirely free speech. You, the the yeah. wording he used was, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater, although he flubbed it all up and said it backwards <laughs> yeah. and whatever. But um, he's, he's absolutely right. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater unless there's a fire. So right. He, he's right to some degree that there is no absolution. But there is no question that the Second Amendment was wrote in a specific way by the founding fathers who clearly were more intelligent than most of the leaders of today's Oh, yeah. America. And it specifically states that the, the rights shall not be infringed of the people to bear arms. Yeah. It doesn't say uh, specific types of arms. It doesn't say with, with these regulations. It says plain as day, right to bear arms shall not be infringed. So he is to some degree right. And I hate giving him that little bit of credit but he is overstepping in a way that is completely asinine. It is completely against any, anything that should be or should even be thought of to be put into action. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. There's like a points of like I didn't think of like the freedom of speech and your point that you just said like that is like, it is not absolute because our freedom of speech is being limited and uh, like people are being shut down and deplatformed and people are being silenced for voicing their opinions. So you're right about that. That's a good point that I want to find. But even, even though he fell uh, backwards into a point doesn't negate the fact that the way he was using that particular uh, phraseology was completely out of, out of uh, a fallacy. It, the way he was using it was that um, you can basically take any amendment and rearrange it to how you see fit. And that would not be right because, and, and my uh, process of logic would be, if we can do that to the second amendment, if we allow the left to do that to the second amendment, when's it stop? Mm -hmm. Does it stop at the second amendment or does it go on to the uh, fifth amendment? Does it go on to the 14th Amendment? Does it go on to the right for women to vote? Can, can they in five years decide, well, you know, women are, are allowed to vote, but only uh, women that are over five foot five and under 302 pounds. Like, where does it stop at that point? And that's why what he's doing is not just going against what it should now, but it's leading into future oversteps of rights and civil liberties of Americans. Yeah, that's very true. I agree 100% with that. Um, yeah, like if we allow one thing to like trickle or break down, then they're gonna, 
if you like, give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. They're going to do whatever they can to, like you said, put terms and limits on every amendment, seeing how they feel right. If, if we don't stand up right now, I think that's why it's so important to exercise our, all of our rights and everything that we can now, because if we don't, then everything is just going to fall apart, I think, more so than it already has and is currently. And it, it has fallen quite far in the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah, and really fast, too, progressively fast, even as more recent, I feel, with, I don't know, everything. Yeah, definitely, definitely over, over the last five years, it has, it has rapidly escalated from um, the slightly off-putting to the radically fringe out and left field thought processes. Yep, I, I agree. Um, I know that one of the things that he suggested or had brought up is like a universal background check for anybody that owns any guns or whatever. But like my thing with that is criminals aren't going to abide by that gun laws. Like they're not going to go step in line and wait in line to get a background check because that's not their thought process. That's not how any of this works. So I think to enforce that is, a, I don't know. Like yeah, it's just not he, work. I, I, I just did a, uh, a huge segment on the, the, HR 127 bill oh, yeah. that is is been um, circulating and they're they're supposed to be voting on it. I don't I don't think they will because I I think they kind of know um, that that they're probably in a little over their heads. But um, some of the the things that are in this particular bill are what he was talking about in the the multiple interviews that he's done um, on it and with the. Uh, universal background check, which is um, something that we kind of already have. I mean, yeah. you, you, you have to have a background check. Oh, yeah. um, I don't, I don't know if you, if you own guns. Um, I know I own quite a bit and I, I've never been able to walk into a gun shop or walk into a uh, gun show and say, let me get that gun, that gun, and that gun pay for them and just walk out. Yeah. It's never happened and it won't happen. It's not going to happen like that. So for him to, to act like there's a, to, to blatantly say, not even act, but blatantly say that there is a gun show loophole yep. or an online loophole is, is ridiculous um, in and itself. It's the, the biggest false statement that he could ever say short of I won the election. Um, <laughs> and you, you, it, it's, it's impossible if you go to a gun show, you, you still have to do a background check to, to purchase a gun. Yep. I've bought several guns at gun shows. I've never had to not do a background check. I've bought guns online and online, they don't just ship it to your house. Contrary to what the left would, would have you believe they ship it to a FFL, which is federal firearms mm -hmm. licensee. And they, you have to go in, you have to do a background check. You still have to do all the, the checks that you would if you went to an Academy sports or a Walmart when they sold uh, guns. I think some of them still do. Um, but anywhere that you purchase a gun in person, you, you still have to do that same thing when you order it online. You still have to go into a dealer and do the background check. So that right there is, is 
a huge fallacy that the left will tell you. Um, as far as the, the rest of the background checks, I don't know if you've looked into the laws, but what they are proposing is that you do a, um, uh, psychological evaluation, which I'm not completely opposed to. I, I am kind of willing to give in to a psychological evaluation to purchase guns because there is a mental health issue in America with people legally buying guns and just simply saying, I'm not crazy. Um, with that being said, the way that we've already got a law to push back on that is that if you've been uh, legally abjugated by a court of law as mentally deficient or um, in any way uh, disabled uh, mentally, that you you already can't purchase firearms legally. Mm -hmm. you, it, that's a thing. It's not a it's not a myth. It's not a a, a creature of the unknown. It's it's a, a a fact. And but what they're wanting to propose is they're wanting to do psychological evaluations, which would include interviews with your spouse, an interview with if you have a uh, a former spouse, so uh, an ex-wife or an ex-husband, or an, uh, even an ex-live-in that they consider to be a, a spouse in in the government's eyes, which a lot of states still have the common law marriage. So mm -hmm. if you've lived with somebody more than six months, or you've legally titled your name after their name or husband or wife, they they do an interview with them, as well as two associates that either live with you or are around you on a, on a daily basis. So the, the problem with that comes from is I, I am a, a, a formerly divorced male. And while me and my ex-wife have a, a fantastic relationship, if I wanted to go get a gun, and they interviewed her and she was having a bad day or me and her had just had an argument over uh, something about, you know, uh, visitation for, for my child. And she wanted to be that person. She could very well say, yep, Johnny Ray, he's nuts. I wouldn't give, I wouldn't trust him with a pen, let alone a gun. And I have no right to get a gun now <clears throat> without, without any excuse, without any uh, justification, without any explanation or or confirmation from me uh or or a mental health expert or anything like that they just they just deny me purchasing a firearm and that's where it can get really bad and a lot of people have said and i know i'm rambling sorry oh, um right. it a lot of people say well that's a that's an extreme case okay extreme cases happen all the time mm -hmm. there was a case in new jersey where a doctor, they in New Jersey, they're very liberal and they have very strict gun laws similar to New York. And they right now have a, a version of this particular law in action on the state level. And there was a doctor who um, had filed for a person who was a patient of theirs or a former patient of theirs. He had filed them as as being a mental health risk simply because that patient left him bad Yelp reviews. And, and he didn't, he didn't like that. It was, it was hurting his business. So he went to a court and said, this man is mentally deficient. He shouldn't own guns. They went in and the police went into that 
that patient's home and took his guns without any confirmation, without any charges being brought against him, without any crime being committed. And they told him that in seven months, he could then go set up a court date, which would probably be another two months after that. And he could go and plead his case and potentially get his firearms back. And people say, well, this is fringe cases, but it's happening. So it can't be fringe if it happens. It can be not as often, but it's still available to happen. And that's my problem. Yeah. And I think like, I had no idea about that and like the, the length of, uh, or the depth, I guess, that they're wanting to like dive into everybody's business and past and current relationships or whatever to do all that. I feel like that's a bit extensive, but it's very extreme. And and the reason that they want to do that is because at any given point, you can label anybody what you want if given enough uh, rope to do it. And that's the problem is, is that they want to go so deep that it's almost impossible to not find a way to prove your case. And it, it, they can interview me, they can give me a psych evaluation, I can pass it because I'm a, a normal, sane human being. They could talk to my wife. She could say, yeah, he's a normal, sane human being, never had a problem. He goes to work, he comes home, he plays you know, video games, and then he goes to sleep. But eventually they're gonna get to somebody who doesn't like me or that has some sort of issue with me. And they, they, that's where they want to get to. They want to find that person. I'm sure eventually if we give in this much, then in a year, they're going to come back and say, okay, well, we, we are starting the, the interviews with the uh, ex-family members, but it didn't get us what we wanted. So for the benefit of, of society, now we're going to go to people who talk to you on social media. And if that doesn't work, then we're going to go to people who've never heard of you at all that just know you by name. And that's where the, where does it stop come in? Mm -hmm. That's the, where, where's the end game? And the end game is that nobody has firearms. And I think that's honestly what the left or the far left want. And all of these, like all of the policies that are being put into place or the states that are like, cracking down on all of the, I don't, not necessarily cracking down, but that are proposing all the bills or all the, the Senate bills that are being proposed. I think that's what they're trying to get down to, that we have no Yeah, eventually no that is that is their end game because at, at anybody who has done even a minuscule uh, search of history mm-hmm. has seen that every totalitarian or or dictor- dictatorial, sorry, that's a word I don't use very often, society, the first thing that they do is they limit your ability to talk, and then they limit anybody having firearms, and then now they have total control of the populace. And that's what they're gearing up for. That's what they're pushing yep. for, and that's what they've been pushing for for the last few years especially, but I would say probably the last 10, maybe even 15 years, that's what they've been uh, veering to. Yeah, and I think that if people do dive into history, like 
look at what happens once government takes all of the firearms from their citizens. Like, we have no way to defend ourselves, to defend our family or property or anything. And that's when they take total control of everything. Um, and I know as cliche as it sounds, like history often repeats itself, but it does and it's happening right now. And there's the extremists that like hate guns and they're all against guns and afraid of anybody that owns firearms. But like you said, you have firearms and I know my husband and I have firearms, but like that doesn't make us bad people and that doesn't make us scary people. For... No, uh, unfortunately, that just that puts you in a category that of of what I call normal American people, yep. but what half of America or a variation of think as raging crazy school shooters. And I've I've been personally labeled a school shooter simply because of my white skin and the fact that I have firearms. It's it's crazy the amount of labels that have surfaced over the last five years of anybody who the left disagrees with has a label of some sort. They're either they're either far right, neo-Nazi, white supremacist, racist, xenophobic. Uh, I mean, the list Terrorists. goes on and on. <laughs> and yeah, terrorist. I mean, insurrectionist now, apparently. Yeah. Um, I just got called that today and I wasn't even at the Capitol on January 6th. I was sitting in my living room live streaming. So <laughs> I don't know how I was an insurrectionist at all. Um, but that's it, it's all about labels now. And uh, unfortunately, the the normal everyday Americans are now labeled as crazy gun-toting terrorists simply for for exercising our right as granted by our creator in the constitution i don't know and it's it's crazy that people would like jump to those extremes to not only label but to like put an idea force or like in place that because they don't agree with it that this is how everything has to be now like there's yeah I I, the 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 left have managed to um take over so much of the culture in today's society that they feel that anything they don't agree with is wrong Yep. And unfortunately, I mean, uh, we're, we're a, the people who own guns, the gun rights people, the, the gun owners of America actually um, closely outpopulate the, the uh, opposers of guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, last I checked, the statistic was um, close to, uh, I think it was, 300 million guns a little over 300 million guns in america in circulation currently um that is almost one gun per person and that's man woman and child so obviously most children don't own guns although i did just purchase my daughter a her first uh a little 22 uh gun that i'm going to start teaching her with Um, as soon as she, you know, gets to the point where, where she's able to, you know, not be a, uh, 
scared. Yeah. Um, and, and so if you take and say roughly half of the population of America are, are conservative or Republican or right-leaning, that would be roughly 150 million. Now, I know some liberals that own guns, so obviously you can't cut it directly in half, but it, it averages out to roughly about two and a half guns per person that owns a, a firearm in America. So really, we, we have a majority uh, the people that that believe in gun rights, that believe people should have guns, legal people should have guns. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, even though we are the majority of the population, most of the people are either quiet or don't want to make a scene about, you know, their their beliefs. They don't want to be doxxed. They don't want to be harassed. They don't want to be called names. They don't want to get into Twitter fights. Um Personally, I like it, so I'm vocal about it. Yeah, I feel like um, you should be loud about the stuff that's important to you because if you're quiet, then they're just going to walk all over you. But if you're loud and if you stand up, then I don't know. Sometimes facts change people's opinions on on things. And, and, and that's ultimately been my goal um, with everything that I talk about is yeah just putting facts. You may not agree with the facts, but if I state the facts, maybe I change your mind. Maybe I don't, but at least I can say, I gave you the facts. I showed you the the statistics. Mm -hmm. You chose to believe a different narrative. Then that, that then is on you and the, the burden of, of uh, outcome is on you. Yeah. And that's why, like, honestly, why I started, my podcast in the first place because there was just like too much that was up in the air that wasn't true and wasn't factual but like the more that like my husband and I talk the more he's like you know you have a good grasp on things that are going on maybe you should just try and share what you have to say with like anybody that'll listen because if you change somebody's mind about something small then they're more likely to listen to what you have to say about everything else and you might change their entire not entire mindset but maybe let them step back and see that it's not always like left or right that well like, in in today's in today's society the more people um from from both sides telling their their uh opinion their their uh facts their outcomes that's always the best. I, I am a huge advocate for civil discourse. It, I will sit down and talk with the most liberal, feminist, crazy blue-haired person, and I will never call them a name until I'm disrespected. Now, when you disrespect me, I'm going <laughs> to fire back, and, and you're probably going to get your feelings hurt. <laughs> but I will sit and talk to anybody about anything as long as they stay civil. And that's my whole agenda is to have civil conversation, have civil discourse, have you tell your side, I'll tell my side. Either we meet in the middle, you come to my side. Chances of you changing my mind are slim to none, yeah. but I'm always open. And I think that's not a, a problem, but kind of a problem with like the liberals. They're not always open to listen. They just want to like spit it back in your face even if you do present facts to them, because 
like facts hurt their feelings for the most part because it's not what they agree with. So then like you said, once you do start discussing with people and once they are disrespectful to you, then like that's when everything goes out the door. Like I don't have any respect for you. I'm done with the conversation. If you're not even gonna listen without barking and like calling me names, then you're not worth the time. Yeah, see, and unfortunately, we're, we're now in a, a society where uh, idiocy begets idiocy. And the, the problem really started with the generation before us. Um, I'm going to assume you're, you're close to my age. Um, and the problem is, is that the generation before us was they had their thought process. They taught that thought process to their children their children are now growing up they're having children they're teaching it to their children instead of having the open thought process like my my parents taught me there's this way there's this way you choose what you're gonna you're gonna listen to when it come to religion they told me about christianity they told me about judaism they told me about catholicism they said you make a choice what do you believe what do you think and they let me go with it and unfortunately, we're now in a society where they don't do that. Nobody does that. They have their own train of thought. They have their own mentality and they go with it. And they don't want to hear anything from the opposite side of the aisle. Yeah. And even if it's not being taught at home, they're teaching it in schools now. Unfortunately, there's been yeah. so many articles that I've read or videos of, of ideas being taught that aren't appropriate for K through 12 children even. Um, like just stuff that like you shouldn't be te teaching or talking about to young children because they don't understand what's going on. And it's not an educator's place to talk to them about these subjects. Like you said, it's the, the right and uh, responsibility of like the mom and dad or whoever's taking care of the kids. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and that's a whole, whole nother topic that we could have a hour and a half long conversation on is the indoctrination and the education system. It's ridiculous. Um, that's why I, I personally am glad where my daughter goes to school because I know the people there. I know what they teach there. I know that they're not going to try and tell my daughter that she may possibly be a boy because she likes to wear jeans instead of dresses or that she may be a, a cat in real life because she got down on all fours and meowed once. Um, I Luckily, I know that's not going to happen. And that's good, but like the fact that it, it does happen in some places is mind blowing to me. And I swear, like if I ever found out that my sons, any of his teachers even put any of those thoughts like out in the open, there would be and, and that and that's issue. why as a, as a parent i strongly urge every parent whether you're uh, a left right or center i strongly urge that you take the initiative to make sure you know what's going on with your child in the school that they're in or their yeah. their education system it, if if they're teaching something that you don't agree with i you i strongly urge you to take that into your control um i i talk to my daughter all the time about um what they're teaching in school are they you know what what kind of math are they teaching 
she'll tell me and I'll say, man, that's weird because my math was this because I don't want her to be indoctrinated to this is the only way. Yeah. This is what you need to learn. This is what you need to do. And unfortunately, most school systems are are on the left of the spectrum and they are telling kids that, you know, uh, transgenderism is is normal and that every you're not normal if you're not a transgender yeah um there's been multiple articles of of um parents that have have found out that their teacher the the child's teachers have been telling them that um they're going to get detention if they don't agree that they're actually transgender instead of uh you know just a boy or a girl and it's it's crazy it the society that we live in has become just so far off of the grid that I don't, I don't know how we could ever go come back to a, a more uh, central yeah. uh, society. It's, it's sad. It's, I, I don't like to say it or think it, but like the way things that are going right now, and if the path continues for the next four years, we're never going to get back to a centralized like traditional family or lifestyle because it's going to be so shunned and uh, looked down upon if you're not like you said this this or that but I don't know it's I don't know (laughs) yeah it's um it I don't I don't think it'll ever get get to a normal to a normal uh society again i think it's gonna have to be completely demolished and built back up to be by that and in doing that that's one of the fundamental reasons why the constitution is so important because if we're going to uh you know take society and completely restructure it we need to restructure it around something that is hundred percent that is inalienable, which is the, the articles of the constitution. And there is a quote that I read forever and it's popped up multiple times that the constitution needs to be reread, not rewritten. And I think that's, that's what's going on. They're trying to rewrite or put in, I don't amendments that that follow more of the left than even the center like it's never going to be right on the yeah right side. the 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 problem is and in my in my opinion and I'm no expert I'm no uh scholar I'm no Socrates but in in my opinion where we went wrong as a society was that we started allowing changes to the constitution Mm -hmm. we allowed them to ratify and make prohibition we allowed them that now some were okay some were good causes women voting um african americans and and minorities being given the 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 right to vote that should have been something from day one i can agree with those but some of the things we've just allowed them to add things in that they now feel comfortable that they just think they can just keep keep tacking things on. Eventually, they'll take away one and and 
rearrange it and say, well, we did it with prohibition. We can do it with this. It's just, it's, we gave them an inch and they've taken a mile and that's where it's going and it's progressively getting there faster and faster. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You're so right about that. And that's why we need to put a, a stop to it now because I, I don't think the direction that everything is going in is going to be for the best outcome of like our the future generations or even now. And things need to change. I feel like so much has changed over the past three to four months that, I don't know, if we don't stand up as a people, then the government's just going to overtake everything and and America will be no more. Not the America that, like, even I grew up in is going to be no yeah, more. Yeah, it, it's, it's growing the the government is growing bigger and the rights of the people are getting smaller and yeah. that's the clearest with the first amendment with them deplatforming people simply for an opinion for them taking uh action against donald trump saying he incited violence when he literally said peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard yeah um you know and and it's it's always the laws for thee and not for me with the Maxine Waters went out this last weekend and said if we don't get a guilty charge we are we are we need to be more confrontational stay in the streets we need to we need to protest but that's not an incitement of, of violence but fight like hell is it's they started with the first amendment and I I would could only assume that they're going right through the the first five articles and yep. this the guns are are next once they get that under control then they're going to go to the third amendment then the fourth amendment and the fifth amendment and then they may keep going who knows they may go through all i think there's like 150 articles in the constitution they're um, they're going to just go through all of them yeah and i feel like with i mean everybody knows that biden isn't the brightest crayon um that's an know what he's saying half the time but the 25th amendment is going to kick in and they're going to say that he's not mentally stable enough to continue his term that'll put harris and pelosi in in order and then everything's going to go to to hell <laughs> yeah it's i i'm waiting on it i i'm actually I'm halfway to, to my goal at this point. Um, I, I originally said that he wouldn't make it a year. Um, now I'm saying I don't think he'll make it six months, but we're almost to that point. So uh, he may make it the first year of his term, but eventually they're going to uh, – and, and they've already kind of started with him not doing as many press conferences. Uh, he's not nearly out and vocal – and I kind of got spoiled with Donald Trump over the last four years because oh, yeah. he was he was out there all the time. He's always – but that also shows the narrative of the left because they, they were constantly, you know, taking him and putting him on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm almost positive he was the most publicized president in history, oh, uh, certainly sure. in modern history. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, his his rage tweets uh, at two in the morning 
um, which always seemed to, to entertain and then catch news in the next day. Um, so eventually it's going to catch up to Joe Biden and Kamala is going to say, well, I'm doing your job already. I might as well just go ahead and um, have the title. And I think that was always the plan from jump yeah. when, when she was nominated. I, and I don't think he nominated her. I think he was just as surprised as the rest of yeah, America when chosen. it was announced. I'm a hundred percent convinced that she was chosen because of who, not who she is, but she was chosen. Well, go ahead and say it. The, the skin color and her sexual orientation. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what it is. Um, and anybody who says otherwise is completely wrong because he specifically stated that he was choosing a vice presidential yeah. candidate based on being a woman of color. Mm. Um, there was no way that Pete Buttigieg was going to be the vice president. There's no way that uh, Eric Swalwell was going to be uh, vice president, <laughs> although he was sleeping with women of color um, from China. But I, there's no way none of them were going to be because he specifically stated he's choosing his candidate based on gender and uh, uh, race. Yeah. And that's, that's just how it boiled down. It's racist and sexist for you to choose like the person of uh, not best interest that could do the job as serving as vice president the best, but you're choosing based on like you said, race and gender, and like I said, because I said it first, but like it's, I feel like everything the left does is so hypocritical in and of itself that like it's just a joke. I, and like people can get mad, whoever watches this if they want to, but the left is a joke. Nothing they do makes sense. And it, it well, just it, going to the hypocritical point and, and kind of reining this back to the to the whole second amendment thing is the hip the hypocrisy of the left that they expect you to show id and do fingerprints and background checks and all this extra invasive things to own a firearm but then to call me racist for saying well if i have to show an id to purchase a gun that's a god-given right according to my constitution yeah. then you should have to show an id to show you are who you say you are when you go to vote for the next leader yep. of the free world and that's the hypocrisy is that i have to show an id if i want to purchase a firearm and they don't have to show an id to elect the next leader of the free world yeah and staying like right on track with that and I know we might be running out of time here soon, but um, with Maxine Waters, she said that she wanted to, like, she's all for defending the police and not supporting them at all, but she wanted to hire police protection and security for whenever she visits Minneapolis. Like, yeah, she, oh. she specifically hired the <laughs> Minneapolis Police Department, who two weeks ago, uh, was, she wanted to defund and completely completely take out she didn't yeah. want minneapolis to have police at all and uh, keeping with with that theme is the same people that are saying they hate police police are are systematically hunting down persons of color to kill them that they should defund them they shouldn't be there at all that they they're evil bigots of white supremacy are keeping a a, a police officer, Capitol Police, but still a police officer 
secret in the Ashley Babbitt shooting. Yeah. They have still not released his name. They've, they've completely said they're not, they're not pressing charges on him for anything. And so, so it's, it's, we hate the police until we like the police and then we like them until we hate them again. And that's the same thing with, with all of their, their rules of logic. They love the free speech when it's uh, Twitter taking down uh, somebody because they didn't like their, their opinion. It's, it's capitalism. It's free speech. They can do what they want because it's their business until Donald Trump is saying something. And then it's no, no free speech, free speech out the window. We don't like that. And the only, I think the only amendment that they don't have that uh, uh, thought process is, is the second amendment. The second amendment is the only amendment that they have zero like for. They, if you asked a liberal left leading person right now, does anybody need guns? Well, I guess they're a little hypocrisy with that because they don't like guns except for the police to have guns, but they don't like police. So they shouldn't have police unless it's the Capitol police and they're shooting. So it's very difficult to keep up with their, their gymnastics and mental capacity. Yeah. And the same thing still staying on that topic in DC, they don't want a border wall, but they want the security around the Capitol. They don't want to keep funding police and military, but they want police and National Guard to surround the perimeter of the Capitol and the National Mall and whatever else. So it's they don't want it for the United States citizens. They only want it for themselves. And that's yeah, it it goes with the they they hate walls until they want walls. Yep. And then they they and and I wholeheartedly believe and and I don't I haven't had anybody logically be able to argue against it. I wholeheartedly believe that if if you know 20 million illegal immigrants came across the border tomorrow and you you had a guy on the ground and he would be very fast because he would have to talk to all of them but he he was very fast speedy gonzalez he was asking everybody who do you want as your president who do you want as the president who do you want as the president and all 20 million of them said donald trump they would hate immigration oh yeah the very next day the left would scream that they want the wall they want the wall higher and longer and they want a wall that goes all the way up to the sun we don't want anybody in our, <laughs> they build walls along the ocean so that people couldn't swim in. They would have wall, they'd have a dome over the top so you couldn't fly in. They, they would hate immigration. If a bunch of illegal immigrants came across this border and said, we want Donald Trump as the president, we're going to vote Donald Trump in 2024. They would hate immigration. Yeah. And it's insane because um, I don't know the exact numbers, but like not, man, I know that Trump had the greatest, like from his, the last administration to his, like the greater um, voter turnout for like Hispanics and uh, minorities. The minorities from the previous Republican GOP candidates, in 2016, he he got three and a half percent more Hispanic mm-hmm. uh, votes. That's what it is. In in 2020, he raised 
he he increased it by another 12 yeah. percent from what he did four years previous yeah. so that and that completely obliterates the logic that he was racist against hispanic people oh, yeah. which is one of the things that flew around for four years is that donald trump is the biggest racist in the world it's it's ironic that you would bring that up um and i've talked about it a couple of times when i was doing the the election coverage um that he his his popularity increased his voter turnout increased with every racial yeah. or or uh uh intersectional group with the exception of one do you know what that one was caucasian no single idea. white males hmm. single white males in the country <laughs> he actually lost about a percent and a half of them wow but his his black popularity amongst black men rose uh yeah. almost three percent uh black women it rose five percent hispanic so males much. it rose two percent he uh, he was widely recognized as the most diversely popular president yeah. in modern history since abraham lincoln so modern and and previous history at that and yet somehow he he lost an election he was a racist he he won he won um and i'm trying to be very tight ropey here because i know you you put stuff on youtube and i don't want to get you taken down he won more counties in the country than any other president in history mm -hmm. he won all the bellwether states he won all the rust belt states and he won states that he that haven't been republican in 10 years yeah and it just makes me wonder like now that all of the audits are starting to happen and come out if everything else that's going on like all of these mass shootings or the fact that this trial specifically um was publicized and like scheduled for this time whenever the mary sofa county in arizona their audit has just been made public and like all of the all of the stuff that is coming to light i feel like they're trying to push back and distract us with all of this other other yeah and and that's exactly what they want because yeah. while i'm i'm not saying that that widespread voter fraud had anything to do with it i'm i'm simply saying that there were laws that were changed when they shouldn't have been mm -hmm. there were state laws that went against the state constitutions and that's the stuff that had had the media not been so biased for the months leading up to and the months after the election, I think that the election would have been vastly different. I'm not saying Joe Biden would have would have lost. I'm not saying Trump would have won. I'm not saying Joe Biden would have still won. I just know that it would have been vastly different landscape leading into and coming out of the November election had the media not played such a huge part in in uh, carrying water for the for for the left and Joe Biden. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think everything's been really one-sided since the summer. Um, 
and there's 10 other topics that can lead into that. But I think the, the way that mainstream media and all these news and I don't know, social media, everything has portrayed and pushed back some stories or promoted other stories and ran with other stories has, has made such a difference and impact in everything that maybe like reality would have been perceived differently if, if the, the media the media will always dictate uh politics yep it, and until uh, uh until one side or the other decides that they are done allowing media to dictate what politics looks like it's going to continue doing that um and that that's was shown with the hunter biden uh story that was was completely suppressed all the way up until uh, like three days before the election. Um, that shows with the CNN tapes, uh, Project Veritas showing uh, the, the CNN uh, producer yep. or director, whatever he was, that uh, Jamook, uh, basically laying it all out for his uh, booty call tender date <laughs> that he, that they propagandized. Yeah the entire media coverage of Matt Gates, of Donald Trump, of Joe Biden. I mean, he specifically said we, sh we showed clips of Joe Biden jogging and riding bikes and, and being active. We had to set those up because he's not active, but we had to do that because that's the only way he was going to look healthy enough to run a country. Yep. Uh, I mean, they've done it with the Matt Gates thing and Andrew Cuomo. Matt Gates has uh, one allegation of of uh, sex sex acts with a, a minor and then crossing state lines, which somehow they stretched into trafficking, sex trafficking. That was a bit of a leap, oh, yeah. and it was it was uh, alleged by two people that weren't even involved in the in the act. They just heard about the act. Um, and then you've got, on the other hand, you've got Andrew Cuomo, who has 10 women who have publicly came forward and said he sexually abused or sexually harassed them. And one's mainstream news coverage and the other one is, you know, lying in the abyss of Brian Stelter's uh, VHS collection. Yep. And that's what um, I'm glad that you brought up like the Cuomo and Gates because there was also stuff going around that the reason that they pushed these allegations on Gates is because he is very strong in Congress and very hard to, um, like the liberals, they're not gonna, they're not gonna get anything past him because he's gonna stand up and go against what he believes and he's not gonna back down. He can't be bought out. He's not a rhino or anything. So they wanted him to look bad and be presented badly. So like this veil. Yeah, um, that that goes back to the CNN thing. The yeah. CNN, uh, he specifically said, we want to push every story we can about Matt Gates because he's a strong Republican yeah. that is a huge Trump supporter and he will not budge to allow liberals to pass bills to, you know, push things through the system that shouldn't be. That's why as much as I'm not a huge fan of uh, Ted Cruz, 
That's why they don't like Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is not somebody to be pushed around. Um, Josh Hawley is not one so far has not been one to be pushed around. They want people like Mitch McConnell. They want people like Lindsey Graham. They want people like uh, numb, numb nuts from Utah, Mitt Romney. They want people like them that they can say, Hey, we want this. And he'll go, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's so right though. And oh my gosh, it's sad that they're just suppressing so many like Republicans who they like, they do have their opinion and that's not, it's not wrong. It's not wrong for somebody to stand up for what they believe in or disagree with anything and for them to completely try and shut the right out of anything that they have to say because they want to bring their agenda and narrative to the forefront is wrong. Yeah, that's, that's their ultimate goal is, and, and a lot of people have given me a lot of flack, a lot of hate for having the opinion that the way it's shifting is they used the narrative of Donald Trump and they've uh, akined that to Nazi Germany. They started that four years ago when he was president. They started calling him Hitler, 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 because eventually people that that are not up on everything that just kind of hear clips here and there and they catch their news on Facebook, they might listen to their local news or whatever every once in a while, but they hear that and they hear that and they hear that. Now they believe, okay, Donald Trump is the, the you know, nowadays the, the current time yeah. Hitler. So anybody who follows him must be a Nazi. Then they started calling his followers Nazis, Nazi, 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 Nazi. Now everybody thinks, well, he's Hitler, they're Nazis. And what they're eventually going to do is a reversal of what happened in the 40s in Nazi Germany. They're now, instead of the Nazis taking the, the commoners and putting them in the gulags and putting them in the gas chambers, now they're going to cart off the Nazis because that's their way of trying to rewrite history. Yeah. And that's what they want. So eventually it's going to get to a point where if you are a Trump supporter, they're going to go look at your social media. They're going to go look at your, your previous uh, posts on Twitter and Facebook. And they're going to say, Oh, you supported Donald Trump. So you must be a Nazi. We're going to take you and we're going to put you in this re-education camp. AOC said it, mm -hmm. they need to be re-educated. <laughs> they need to be retaught how to be a productive member of society. Do you know what Nazi Germans used to tell the Jews where they were going? Yep, to re-education exactly. camps. Yep. It wasn't called concentration camps over there. They were called re-education camps because they were supposed to be re-educating them into Nazi society. And that's exactly what's happening here, but on a reverse scale. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely right. And the fact that people don't take the time to look into what's really happening, the facts behind the agenda and narrative is sad because people blindly just follow whatever they're told or shown. And once the lies are repeated enough, then the lies become the truth to them. And that's just, that's not how it is. And that's not how history works. And that's not how, that's not how you should live. Well, it's a, it's a, it's common knowledge that the vast majority of Americans get their news from Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. 
um, there's only a, a small percentage of people that actually get their news from CNN, MSNBC, or even Fox News, um, and even less from OANN or Newsmax or any of the smaller scales. Most of them get their news from social media. Most people see a headline, they read that headline, they infer from that headline, they never read the article. And even if they do read the article, most of the uh, facts that may go against the narrative that they're trying to push are usually so far buried in the article that they get tired of reading by the time they would get there anyway. So it, it's the, the social media and the media in general have the, the, they are the uh, fourth wing of the government. You know, you got the the judicial, you got the legislative, you got the executive, and then you got the media. And the media is the biggest, most powerful part of the government that should should not be there at all. That's so true. Like, like you said, it has such an impact on on everything, and it really has no place to. Like, it's it's a platform not a publisher but they only allow stuff to be published with the narrative and the agenda that they agree with and it just goes back to like them silencing the conservative voices or like for the love of everything our president he was silenced he was banned off twitter there's been multiple conservatives that have been banned off of all these different platforms for voicing their opinions and they shouldn't have the right to do that and again, it goes back to the Constitution. Yeah, they they have eroded the First Amendment and made it, bent it, and molded it to what they wanted. And that's where they're trying to go with the Second Amendment. And it, if people do not take the time to look into the things that are going on, um, they don't take time to read bills. They don't take time to research um, more than just reading headlines. It's going to get progressively worse, and I think it's going to happen fast more so than slow. Yeah, you're absolutely right, 100%. There's so much more that we can go on and on and on about. Um I would absolutely love to have you back on the podcast. I have enjoyed our conversation and our time. Um, I don't want to keep you all night long. And I know this is already kind of ran over and we've gotten so sidetracked, but all of the discussion. Yeah, we, we kind of, we kind of went from one, one all the way across the spectrum. (laughs) And that's what we just need to collaborate more, work more on all of these things, have a back and forth because I've really enjoyed it. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. I do appreciate it so much. I appreciate you having me. Um, again, this is Johnny Ray from the Johnny Ray Show. I will link his podcasts and YouTube channels, um, all of his platforms in the description of this video. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that you've learned some stuff if you're watching this and you haven't thought about like the sites that we have come from. I hope that maybe we've given you a little bit of a different opinion. Um, 
And as always, I hope that you come back for the next show. Is there anything that you want to say before we sign off? Um, no, I appreciate you having me. And um, I, I hope that we can do this more often. Absolutely. Well, I hope you have a good night and uh, tell your wife, thank you for letting you uh, <laughs> come on. I know it's run a lot longer than we had originally uh, spoken about or proposed, but it's good. And I'm glad that we did this. Thank you again so much. Thank you. Bye.